I love you guys. You can be seated or you can stand up because I'm going to make you stand up again in a minute. But I'm going to talk for a little bit first. I'm serious. I mean, you know, the devil goes, hey, I'll just turn the lights out on you. And you just go, well, we'll just keep on worshiping. And the lights will come back on. And I mean, seriously, that's I, that was cool. That was very, very cool, especially the way some came on and then some more came on. And yeah, yeah. How many of you know that when it's well with your soul, it's well? And if it's not well with your soul, then doesn't matter how everything else is going. You're a mess. That's part of what sermon's about today. Before I go there, I do want to mention that this past weekend, uh, up in our black box uh, theater upstairs, that uh, Doubt opened up. And this week will be your last chance to see it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, it's a good show. It'll make you think. Uh, it, you know, I, I, to be very honest, I was kind of going, yeah, I don't know if I want to see a, a, a show about a mean nun and a preacher getting in trouble. But... Uh, yeah, I went to see it, and it's, uh, no, it's, it, it, it's better than that. It's, uh, it's really good. And on Thursday night, they're going to have a talk back if you'd like to uh, come and see it that night and talk to the cast. Please stand. We're going to read three verses together. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power that's in your word and the life and the light that's in your word. I pray that the Holy Spirit would anoint each one of us to hear what you want to say today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Um, you know, as I, as I uh, look at, I mean, it's very short. This is very, uh, in fact, the one we're looking at today is only one verse long. And, and as I was putting the, uh, <clears throat> the schedule together for sermons several months ago, I um, came to this one and went, oh, is this one or is this two? Uh, and to be very honest, even going into this week, I'm going, do I do, is this one week or is this two weeks? Uh, but then the Lord kind of, I mean, obviously, uh, the obvious lesson uh, to both parables is that the, the kingdom is worth more than everything else that we have. It's worth, it's worth everything. Now, that's the obvious lesson. But, uh, but there are uh, differences in the two, and so uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna do two uh, this week. We're gonna do this one, and next week we'll t- we'll talk about the other one separately. The kingdom of heaven is like. Well, first of all, I think we probably need to understand that uh, Jesus came preaching the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. Uh, it says over in Matthew four twenty three, Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. If you want to know what Jesus preached, he preached the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. And this isn't the only place where it says that this is what he did, but it's, it's, just, it's just one of them that, uh, uh, that I use it as, as an example. And then in Luke, 
uh, chapter 4, Jesus said, uh, he was in a town where they were wanting him to stay, and he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. Now, Jesus came obviously to do a number of things. He came to destroy the works of the evil one. He came to show us what the Father is like. He came to to die on the cross uh, for our sins so that the world could be redeemed and to be resurrected from the dead. But the teaching that he was instructed to bring was about the kingdom. And basically what he has told us to do is he says, therefore go and make disciples teaching them to obey everything that I have taught you. And what did he teach about? The kingdom. Uh, we've kind of gotten away from that. Uh, and basically what we, what, we have, uh, what we have done, getting away from it, is we basically uh, turned our, our gospel, our teaching into get out of hell. Don't have to go to hell. Ooh, isn't that great? Well, listen, that is great. I mean, let me just say, I don't want to go to hell. All right, that's maybe the biggest amen I'll, I'll get today. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but we haven't been commanded to go and tell people how to get out of hell. We've been commanded to go and teach them to be disciples, which is something different, actually. Uh, Bringing people in just on the basis of, hey, you can get out of hell, really doesn't lead to discipleship. It basically leads to, oh, now I'm not going to go to hell. All right. Life goes on. Kesara, sera. See, see, see what happens next. In order to proclaim the good news of, of, the, of the gospel of the kingdom, uh, we do need to know something uh, about the kingdom. And uh, and that's and that would be a little bit unusual for us because uh, I mean I, I love our country I mean who who wouldn't who wouldn't love the 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 we've had uh, well since the Civil War we've basically not had any warfare on on our in our country we've had a lot of peace we've had a lot of prosperity uh, we're we're blessed and blessed and and triple blessed but we were born in rebellion against a king. And so it doesn't just come natural to us to think about a kingdom and what a kingdom is. And, and, uh, and, and the first thing that you need to know is that a kingdom, a kingdom has a king. And, uh, and, we've, and we've got a king. And he doesn't stand for election. And, and he, doesn't have to, uh, he doesn't have to get advice and consent from anybody uh, to do what he wants to do. And, you know, if he has the power of indestructible life, there are no term limits. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is one that will never be destroyed. So, I mean, this is, this is a whole different paradigm from, from what we, uh, from what we're used to. Now, um, there, there will be a physical, literal, political kingdom set up on the face of the earth. Uh, the Bible tells us that, and I, and I believe that. But for right now, we're not, we're not supposed to be waiting on the kingdom. The kingdom is here. You know, and sometimes people will teach kingdom now theology. And basically what they're talking about is, let's build a shopping mall and dedicate it to Jesus. 
or, or something like that. Uh, no, the kingdom is here right now because it was here when Jesus was here. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. And I used to, I used to kind of go, ooh, boy, what does that mean? The kingdom, kingdom of God is, is, is within me. And as I've gotten older, I've realized how, how thick, I guess, I was. Because it tells us over in Romans, the kingdom of God is, is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And it's within me. It's within you. That, that is the kingdom of God. And so the kingdom is like a, a treasure hidden in a field. And in a sense, I am that field and, and that treasure is hidden within me. I could take, you could take the analogy there, but that's not where I want to, that's not where I want to take it today. Um, we don't know if this man was looking for a treasure or not. We don't know if he was a seeker. You know, we don't know if he was out, you know, with a little metal detector kind of going around the field, seeing, you know, if there was something down there. You know, or if he was just bebopping along, uh, cutting across somebody's field. And, oh, my goodness, there's a treasure. How many would love to find a treasure just walking around? Okay, yeah, and the rest of you just aren't listening. Well, you already have. It's a trick question. There are four things that we know for sure from this, uh, from this parable. Uh, and the first one is the kingdom is like a hidden treasure. It's like a hidden treasure. It's righteousness, peace, and joy, and they are interior items. They, they are things that exist on the inside. They may or may not manifest on the outside, but they exist on the inside. You cannot tell if they're there by external appearance. What does a righteous person look like? Really? I mean, you know, I've got some people up here. Uh, which one of these people, which of these people is righteous? <laughs> you don't know? I, I don't know either. I know only one of them's got Jesus tattooed on his chest. But he's smoking a cigarette, so I don't know. I just kind of not sure. <laughs> oh, zing. That hurt, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and the gal, the gal in the middle, uh, not, not the low, lower one, the one on top, uh, she, uh, I mean, I don't know when that picture was made, but at the time the picture was made, she was in her 80s. And it lived her entire adult life homeless on the streets of New York. So I'm, going, I'm thinking she looks pretty good for, you know, somebody. Who's right? You can't look at somebody and go, that's a righteous person. That's not a righteous person. You don't know. It's an interior thing. God's the only one that can declare somebody righteous. And how many of you know that exterior calm can mask interior rage? I mean, seriously. Every now and then uh, in, in our country, there will be an outbreak of violence. Somebody will, somebody will commit mass violence or something. And very often, what you'll hear it from, from their neighbors and their friends and their relatives is, we didn't see that coming at all. 
He was such a nice guy. She, she, was, she was such a sweet lady. I, I, we just can't believe that this has happened. Why? Well, they didn't look like there was anger in there. They didn't look like things were boiling over in there. And yet, yet they were. And how many of you know that a happy face doesn't necessarily reveal what's going on on the inside? Sometimes it's uh, it's 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 the ones who are always smiling, yeah, who are desperately in dark places dealing with depression and oppression. We have. Uh, uh, so these these things are interior, you, you know. Uh, and we have some beautiful buildings and beautiful works of art about the kingdom, and, and I'm grateful for them, man. I mean, you know, uh, when we uh, when we go places that have cathedrals and stuff, that's one of the first places I want to go. Uh, you know, and I and I can walk in them, and and I'm just, oh wow. But what they are representing is the kingdom that is coming. You can't represent outwardly the kingdom that's here right now. And so we, we, we tend to miss it. We tend to miss it. We tend to, uh, to kind of go, oh, that's the kingdom. The kingdom of God is within you. At least it's, it can be. It's supposed to be. Second thing that we know is that the kingdom is not just there for the taking. And that, that may be a little surprising to some people. I, I thought all this was free. Well, define free. Yeah. Uh, now this doesn't, it says that once he found it, he hid it again because he had some stuff he's got to go do. Uh, this doesn't mean that we're not supposed to let our light shine, that we're not supposed to, uh, to share about the kingdom. That, that, that's not what that means at all. Uh, I, I believe that, that, this is, that this is what it means. See, when he, when he found it, he couldn't just off with it. He had, to, he had to bury it and hide it because he had to go prepare. He had to go prepare him, his, himself. He had to go get his, his stuff together so that, so that he'd be able to come and, and have the kingdom. There is a price to be paid for getting the kingdom. I, uh, my, my social, my, my Medicare, my Medicare supplement. Oh, that just sounds like such a terrible thing to be saying uh, for some, for one as young as I, but, uh, but, but my, my Medicare supplement carries with it a, a benefit of a thing called a, a silver sneaker card. We got some silver sneakers in the, in the room. Amen. Me and the Hendersons. Oh, Wayne. All right. Great. And, and with the silver sneaker card, you get a free membership to the Y. <laughs> Can't wait to get home now, huh? <laughs> Yeah, you get, a, you get a free membership to the Y. So all I have to do is go over to the Y, show my silver sneaker card, and walk in, and, and it's, it's all mine. And I did once. <laughs> See, I could do it all the time. 
but it costs something for me to do it. So well, I, I thought I thought it's free. I have to get up. I have to get my 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 kit together. I have to get in my car. I have to carve time out of my day and go over there and then come back. That costs something. It, it, it costs something. And the kingdom costs something. It's not, you know, salvation is free. Sa- salvation is free and, and praise God that it is. And yeah, it does mean that you can have eternal life. It does mean that you don't have to suffer eternal damnation and separation from God. But the kingdom costs something. T- to live in the kingdom costs something. And we have preached uh, such a, a shallow message so long that people get, get, get saved, you know, and start going to church or whatever. And then after a while, wonder, you know, where's, where's the beef? Where's the, where's, I thought there was some, supposed to be something in this. Am I just waiting to die? And many are. And not necessarily filling the in-between time with particularly good stuff. That's, that was just a, that was a mini amen that should be. We've also preached so much about, well, what's in it for me? What are my, what are my rights? And, and people don't understand that experiencing the kingdom costs something. Uh, righteousness, peace, and joy are worth more than, than money and rights and, and even health. You know, I mean, I've seen people struggling with health things that had peace, had joy, and, and, and people just as healthy as a horse. What, I mean, I guess horses are healthy. I don't know. I've heard that all my life. Who, who are miserable people really are. So anyway, that's, 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 that's two things. The third thing is the field did not belong to the, to the finder. Uh, it wasn't his field. We know it wasn't his field because he had to go buy it. You know, he had to, he had to go do something in order to be able in order to be able to to buy it. He had to go get his stuff together. Uh, salvation is free, and with with salvation comes the right to participate in the kingdom. But participating in the kingdom uh, isn't free. You you can't go the world's way. You can't go on in the world's way of doing things. And this is what the problem is. You know, we get saved. We're going to heaven. Praise God. It doesn't change the way that we view life, the way that we measure things, it doesn't change the way that we look at stuff. We, we still go by the world's standards in, in looking at things and by the world's standards and go, well, no, I, I don't go to the bars anymore, so I, I'm not in a world standard. Bars have nothing to do with it. The world's standards are the world's standards. The world's metric, the world's, the world's paradigm, the world's way of looking at things doesn't change in our lives. We want the same things they want. And we try to get it the same way they try to get it. Because we haven't changed. We're living in the world instead of, instead of in, the, in, in the kingdom. You can't hold on to the world's way of doing things, uh, doing business, and, and participate in the kingdom any more than you can keep drinking and be sober. You know, just because you got saved doesn't mean that, you know, a fifth won't still 
you know, put you under the table. It will. And you can't continue to do things the way the world does things and go, well, I'm living in the kingdom. Oh, no, you're just fooling yourself. You can't grasp revenge and, and, and greed and fear and suspicion and hold on to offense and have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. There's not, there's not room for both of those things in, in your life. And so, you know, when it comes to, well, what do I have to, what do I got to pay to get this righteousness, peace, and joy? You got to give up your fear and your suspicion and your offense and your greed. And that's, that's what it costs. You can't have the world's rights and the kingdom's freedoms at the same time. And, and by the way, the, the kingdom can't be found in the world's field. It's not there at all. So who does the field belong to? I mean, the, the field belongs to God. Yeah. And when you buy the treasure, you get the whole field. See, he went and sold all that he had, and he came back, and he didn't buy the treasure. He got the whole field. See, you always get, you always get more with God than you're expecting. More than, more than you anticipate. Romans, uh, Romans 8, 17 says, we're heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Gee, I wonder what Jesus Christ is going to inherit. Everything. The nations. The universe. Everything that there is. Joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Who saw that coming? You know, a few uh, weeks ago when we were talking about the prodigal Son, and then we talked about the the other son, uh, who may have been worse than the prodigal. Yeah, the father said to him, "You know, the, the that son complained. He said, you never even gave me a goat so that I could so I could have a party with my friends.'" And he says, "Son, you you got me. You got me, and everything that I have is yours. Don't hold anything back from you. The only reason that you don't." Take it is because you don't recognize that it's there. It and it costs something. I uh, hadn't really put this together before, but uh, in, in preparing this sermon, I did. Matthew six thirty three. Does anybody know what that says? Okay, yeah, we got some people. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, all these other things will be added to you. You know, it's, it's great to be saying, I, I would say, you know, I don't know. I don't know everybody here. I know a lot of you, but I don't know everybody here. But I'm just guessing that probably somewhere north of 95% of the people here are saved. And I'm also just guessing that we might not be able to get north of 20% of people who are seriously pursuing the kingdom. Who want not just salvation, but discipleship. Follow him and follow his teaching. Take up your cross daily. Follow me. Martin Luther, uh, the reformer, uh, the worship team can come on out. Martin Luther, the reformer, was also a songwriter. And his greatest hit 
uh, was a thing called a mighty fortress is our God. One of the verses says that goods and kindred go, this mortal life also. The body they may kill, God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. And if you seek it and His righteousness, you get the whole field.